Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Peter is a flamboyant, misanthropic dwarf hiding from the world in his shabby New York City apartment. But an unexpected visitor from his upbeat and possibly unhinged neighbor, Winona, forces him out of his shell and onto an impromptu road trip. I'll leave it there because there's a lot to talk about in this wonderful film called Unidentified Objects. And we're joined today by the director, Juan Felipe Zuleta. Juan, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It, it's such a well done film and uh, the acting is superb. The storyline is, is, is interesting, funny, and just so many things about the film to appreciate. Tell me how you got involved with this project. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you, your kind words about the project. And Leland Frankel, the screenwriter, and myself have been working together for seven years now. When we developed Unidentified Objects, it really came together at the peak of COVID. When COVID began, that's kind of what propelled the project forward because it changed all of our lives. And it kind of like we find ourselves in some ways in a similar experience as these two characters who almost are like inside their apartments and locked in and with, with nothing, like, like in, living a depressed life and trying to figure out what to do with it and kind of hating the world. And all of a sudden, that script was written when we were under those conditions, unemployed and all of these things going on. And boom, it, it, we kind of like, oh, maybe a road trip movie about these two very different characters makes sense. And we already had like notes of a character study for a, for a, for a dwarf character. And, and that's how kind of everything began. And we in, in very quickly, we wrote the first draft of the screenplay, Leland being the, the main writer, but we both, I have a story by credit. We both work very closely in the story, the elements, every every aspect of it to make sure that it's something that I, it's the best version of, of what it is. So I get very involved. And we so we started like that without any financing or anything. And, and then once we had the screenplay, we went out and we started seeking investors and we were able to find a group of people who we knew and and got, got them on board and and that combined with the actors who started casting and little by little it started going but we we're a, a, a relatively low budget movie and for any a filmmaker out there who wants to make your the, your first film i think the biggest lesson is sometimes you just have to go and make it and and prove to the world that you're capable of doing so and 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 obviously it takes a lot of hard work but it is miracle after miracle what happens to make this happen it's not and it, and it often does if you put the right energy and you put the right people together. One of the strengths of the film is the not only the characters, it's the character development. It's the each one of their stories are standalone, unique to them as they as they are going through their life. But to watch this very understated way, subtle way in which they begin to mesh, they become in twined with each other in terms of their kind of emotional landscape between the two main characters how they how that plays out is uh is really very well done and it really pulls you in as as you're watching the film become more and more attached and, and interested in where their journey is going to take them and you also in the film i didn't really get into this part of the story when nona's could be completely 
unhinged, as I said a little bit in the introduction. We're not sure. We're never, for a long time in the film, we really aren't quite sure exactly how her grip on reality is. So it gives a lot of space for you and the characters to explore how they become friends. Maybe I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but go, yes. but I just, I love that about the film. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and yes, listen, for, for, for us, it was always a body movie, a, a movie about two people who are extremely different and they build an unexpected friendship. That is the core and the heart. Peter is an intellectual homosexual dwarf who hates everything and, and, and thinks in many ways Better, he's better than other people because he knows better. We're known as this free-spirited, crazy, uh, very liberal, very like doesn't care about anything, breaks all the rules and did, gets what she, she wants without asking for permission kind of person. So you put both of them together and they're always going to be knocking each other's head. So from, from the inception, writing is key and understanding that that's kind of like the foundation of drama. If you put two things that are opposites, they're gonna they're gonna attract in some ways, and it's gonna create some sort of spark. That that was one. Then obviously part of it is the dialogues. I think Leland. I mean, he's a he comes he's a playwright. He 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 first started at UCLA, and then he graduated from Harvard as I'm a dramaturgist, and he's a very phenomenal writer. He's been writing for a really long time, and I'm a big fan of his writing. I actually. So that's another story for another day, but I discovered his writing and I fell in love with it. And that's how I eventually was able to make contact with him. But there's elements that come from playing with the characters and really developing like the, the psyche of each of the characters. And that comes from the actors. The actors bring a lot to the table. So Sarah, we develop lang a language of uh, she's playing her character sometimes like a 14-year-old girl. Sometimes she's like a, like a paranoid a 77-year-old uh, woman who who's kind of a little bit crazy and unhinged. And sometimes she's just like a... So, so it's kind of developing these archetypes that you can always type, tap into, and it becomes a language that we have. And on the other hand, with Matthew, I mean, we develop a, a di different set of tools, but for one of the biggest ones we had was like, okay, you're a, you're a lighthouse. You're the most beautiful, brightest lighthouse in the world, but you have no electricity. And that is sad. That's tragic. And 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 like that with each of them, we build we build a lot of trust. And I said this actually earlier on. We had we were a small movie, but every single one of us was making the biggest movie we could possibly make. Yeah. We were pouring everything into it, and I think that also comes through. And last but not least, the, obviously the editing. The editing ultimately is the the like the ultimate storytelling tool when it comes to filmmaking because it's where you can finish crafting and shaping and and directing a, a, a scene and a result. And I think we were very, very strict with the editing. I was brutal, ruthless, killed a lot of my babies, and me and my editor worked very hard. But but I think ultimately that's, that's the last process that I think you have to have a lot of patience and not give up because it's very easy to say, okay, we're done, we, we run out of money or this. But but I think a combination of all of those elements and, and a lot of the energy that we brought as a team was, it's kind of like what, but there's no formula. At the end of the day, it's like you just have to give your best yeah. and create the best environment for everybody. And let's let's put a name to your editor. Is it Raphael? Raphael Lufsansky. And I agree with all of it. The elements, it does keep the pace of the film going because there are stretches on their, they're on a road trip. And I, I think I've, this is a good time to sort of explain a little more 
about Winona's character and what her what what is her journey here in all of this. And from the very beginning, she has identified herself as someone who has been abducted and waiting for the next abduction from by aliens. And again, it's played, it's understated, it's played in to me all the right ways in terms of how credible is she, is she not, is she whatever it is she might be. And there's a comedic element Sarah Hay brings to this that's just really great. She just does a great job with this character. That's the the basis of this film is this road trip that they're going to be taking reluctantly on the part of Peter. He's taking this, and I, I like the way he described himself in the film. He said, I'm um, a circle within a circle within a circle, right? And he identifies what those circles are. And he just, he he doesn't let go of these things easily. And so to watch those those uh, conceptions he has, those uh, that anger that he has, he lets go of it in a very appropriate, believable way in the film. And and you know you know uh, just to add to what you're saying about Winona, yeah. And you can ask Leland. I'm I'm a like Leland. Uh, I'm a big fan of ambiguity, ambiguity in storytelling. Yeah. And 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 ambiguity told in the right way. So planting seeds that can grow on audiences without them necessarily knowing where to go, but them trusting you as a filmmaker that you're gonna take them to the right place. And I feel I feel if you watch the movie at the beginning, we do precisely that. We plant a seed that is simple, but that seed is what, it becomes a catalyst. It becomes a promise for the audience to not leave their seats. <laughs> and, because, and then, that also makes her character so interesting. And I'll, get, I'll tell you a secret. In the editing, in the script, Winona had more of a, a little bit more of a backstory. So she had, let's call it a, a B plot line that we purposely decided to delete and take away. We shot it, but we, we, took, we, 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 we disappeared it in some ways. We, there's a few moments where, because we, because the, the, we, we wanted you as the audience to know just enough about her that whatever information you had made her that much more appealing. Yes. So that's a perfect example is like you have certain pieces of information as a storyteller that you're giving to the audience. And, and it's not about giving everything. It's about deciding what to give and when and if you have to give everything. Remind our listeners, we're speaking with Juan Felipe Zuleta. He's the director of this wonderful film comedy road trip drama there's a lot of things going on in the film and that would be unidentified objects and it is going to be playing what the upcoming screening for let's talk a little bit about that we are playing the 19th of october at new fest in new york city is that the new the new york premiere of unidentified objects at 7 30 p.m at the nighthawk in park slope it's important to know because I went to NYU. Oh. I'm an NYU alum. So I, it's incredibly important for me that screening. It's like going to my home turf. And I hope it's going to be a sold out screening. So, and, and I hope I can see a lot of your listeners, meet a lot of your listeners there. Watching this movie in theaters is worth it. I want to congratulate you on, on one other thing in this film. And that is that this is not a, a one location, two location operation, this film. 
you you're on the road you're in a lot of different locations and just in terms of production how many i'm just curious how many shooting days was this in total in total it was around in 20 shooting dates oh that's in total wow that's really that's that's really good we originally shot 15 and then i shot two days of drone footage uh, so that's like 17 and then and then we had uh, but those were like minimal crew. There was me and somebody driving the car and like the, the drone operator, basically. It was like a very small. And then we had uh, two pickup days. Talk so more because it's just, it's just a lot of locations, a lot of setups, a lot of things that would have taken longer than what you just described. Well, that's my congratulations. Very economical way of doing the film. And again, not it's not just Sarah Hay and Matthew August Jeffers, obviously is the two leads in the film. Everyone in the film is really good. Everyone is just they they take that part and they and they run with it. And there's a lot of really fun, interesting people in the film. One of the things I and I feel like I don't want to give anything away or too much away about the film, but to watch Peter's transition, it was really interesting. And I thought it was just there's a moment or just one moment in particular for me where I felt his character makes a significant turn. And the way it was handled, the way he did it, the way he, you know, performance-wise, uh, I just really thought it was—it's such a tricky thing to do in a story like this. How do you take somebody who's here and end up over here? But there's got to be these moments in which the audience has to believe that this is a credible transformation or transition. And I thought it was beautiful. The way what, it was. What, what? Thank you. By the way, thank you. It is hard. And and it is a risk, and it's something that it's I can't say it's it's very hard to accomplish. And I don't know. Some people may argue it doesn't work. Some people say it works well. I think it comes down to the performances, and 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 it is a risky story because our character is not likable from the beginning. But the one thing that if you, like that I think gives the audience to allow people to connect with him is you can know that he's a character that is isolated in a, and in pain some sort of pain. So that is introduced earlier on in the story or uh, that that it allows, that hopefully that's the one thing that people can hold to and, and with hopes that, that, that he's going to build into them. But but it is a risk. It is a risk to start a story where you don't necessarily love the character right away and, and he grows in you. But, but it's a risk that we were willing to take because I feel like in, in, there's something beautiful about imperfection, about human beings who are not your, your typical, you know, like flawless character. But there's enough about him that we get to know that he is vulnerable. He's isolated, as you described. Another thing about the film is you play with this sort of reality dream, reality dream kind of. There's a lot of fuzzy scenes in the film in terms of did they happen or didn't they for me. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I, I get again, there's so much to appreciate about this film. Unidentified objects. Where would we send people for the way? We have we do have a website that is unidentifiedobjectsfilm.com. On Instagram, you can go to unidentified objects film uh, at unidentified objects film. I think I think if you just Google as you at this point, I think you can find information and, and track us down. We are definitely in the process of finding audiences and going and so, so obviously anybody who watches it and if they like it, please spread the word. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. Yeah, you're very welcome. Spread the word. The film, again, is called Unidentified Objects. We've been talking with the director, Juan Felipe Zuleta. My congratulations to you, and I look forward to having you back on the program whenever. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I hope I, I could be back very soon. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 